What up? Welcome to a podcast of Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 358. In this episode, I'm joined by Marijuana J. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, battle rap, music influences, music talk, winning time, TV, jail, drugs, clothes, lockdowns, politics, wokeness, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? First thing we'll get to is our Patreon. Patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Go there and give a dollar or more a month and get early access to the podcast. If you give enough, you can be a co-producer like my mother, like Graveyard Entertainment, like itchaboyh2.com, and like Forgotten One. Not to be forgotten around here. Um, Appreciate all them. Think about it if you want. Uh, We got, you know... Oh, 20 weeks left of this shit. So jump on board. Have a good time. Um, also, we have a merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast mo. Go get a podcast mo shirt. Someday it'll be a relic and it'll be worth even more. So it's like an investment. It's Bitcoin, but in shirt form. So look into it. This week, giving a call to someone who has sent the music into the podcast before, the music podcast. Y'all should check that out if somehow you haven't. Um, his artist name is Double Stacks. Uh, on Twitter, his name is Marijuana J. And then also, uh, well, I guess has his tag. And then his name is I Love BBWs, Big Bands, and Big Buds. So whatever his name is, I'm going to go with Double Stacks at the moment. We'll ask him. Um, so let's give him a call. So man, how are you? I'm good. So I introduced you as you know. I see your artist name is Double Stacks, but then it's Marijuana J. So I didn't know, you yeah, know, what do you go by? Marijuana J. I changed it. I, uh, Double Stacks was my name, but I used to battle rap, and so I I don't really want the ties to that world no more. All Does right. that make sense? Yeah, I got you. So so do you have a new music out as Marijuana J? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Well. Before uh, this episode, like when we're done here, send me a song. We'll put it at the end. Uh, All right. Just throw it out there before I forget. Uh, Well, hell yeah. So you got started in about, and by the way, I think you're what from Philadelphia. Is that correct? Yep. Hell yeah. I have uh, through my many years of internet rapperness, I've come across a lot of dudes from Philadelphia, uh, probably more so than any other area, um, which is interesting. Um, But, is this a rapping city, man? Like, I, you walk down the street, probably like if it's ten people on the corner, probably seven or six of them ten people rap or do something with music. Well, hell yeah. Well, how did you get started in battle rap? Is it just that because everyone just raps? Uh, so I had came home from jail, probably like ten, eleven years ago, and I had uh signed like a real bad contract. It was, it was, I was just hyped to sign a contract, you know, back in the day before we had, inf- had the reach to information, a contract just meant everything back in the day. Right. Well, so what, what a lot of people don't know, cause I started, uh, kind of be like an internet rapper, as I would say, like 2009 was really the year I like was putting out mixtapes on Dat Piff and all that, but that was still like sound click era. And like yeah. you couldn't just get your songs on iTunes and stuff. But yeah, so if someone offered you a contract, it was like 
oh, they have access to this thing you don't. Yeah, but then the con- the people that had the contract didn't have the access to none of that. I had more access to stuff than they did. Right. But I was tied into the contract, so I had to wait four years. So in the midst of that contract being over, I started battle rapping. Hell yeah. And then I just ended up battle rapping longer than I expected. And I made some good relationships from it. But for the most part, I'm not really too happy with where it went. Because that's a real political, that feel like with music, you could build your own fan base and your fan base is who going to support you and they're going to take you and put other people on your music. And that feel is if you're not popular, then you're not going to get where you try and go because only the popular or the kiss butt people get to where they try and get to with the battle world. Right. I, remember, I used to watch uh, like back when Jay Mills was so popular in battle rapping, like whatever that era was. I remember I was I would watch some. But, yeah, I kind of fell out of it whenever I see it pop up now and I'll watch a video here or there. It feels like it's changed a lot. Like it's uh, a lot. It I don't definitely. It's like more joke driven. And it always they're always word jokes. But I don't know. It's different. It's like it's it's further from what like a hip hop song is than it ever has been, I guess is my yeah. perspective. Yeah, it really is. Like, uh, first of all, when you battle rap, you don't really, most people don't got a rhythm with it. So it's like, it's more like spoken. I look at it more as spoken word now than, than how it was when you could kind of put your lyrics from your battle onto a song. Right. Now it's more so spoken word. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also remember uh, back in the day, BET's Freestyle Fridays and like Jen coming through. And I was like, Jen, I was like, I fucking loved him. I was like, this Asian motherfucker is so good. Yeah, yo, that's what made that's what really made me want battle rap for real. Was watching uh, 106 in Park Freestyle Fridays. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, I at that time when I was in high school, because that's when I was going on, I never even thought about rapping. Like, I always loved hip hop music. Um, I, I kind of explained too many times this, but like when I was a kid, we only had Fox. And so I watched like in living color and Martin and living <laughs> single. And like, so like I was just this little white kid raised on like all this black television and I just really loved it. You know, it's like really ingrained in me. And, uh, but when I got to college and like, I started freestyling with some people, I was like, Oh shit, this is like, I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to try to rap a little bit, but I never thought about it when I was younger. Oh, so, but yeah, I'm that, also in Oklahoma, you know, like no one fucking. Raps oh yeah, me. I was about to say y'all really don't like. Is it's rare to hear of a rapper from Oklahoma? So I get what you're saying, right? Well, and there are some, but they aren't that good. I've never heard anyone like good. I mean, I've heard people like probably my level, you know, they're like that good or whatever. But there's no one that's like, holy shit, this guy's from Oklahoma. You know, like that's never happened for me. I get what you're saying. Uh, whereas in like. Who's your favorite Philly rapper? Like, who's your influences? Uh, Beanie Siegel. Oh, hell yeah. I used to love uh, Jay-Z back in the day. So, like, my first, like, favorite rapper was Jay-Z. And so, you know, I liked Benny Siegel. And then you had to hate him for some reason. I guess they got a beef. But I was, I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, I, I tried not to concern myself in that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but Beans, uh... Meek Mills to an extent and Cassidy to an extent, like more so Cassidy when I was younger to like growing up, 
in my age range, Cassidy was who everybody looked up to. Cassidy and Beanie Siegel was who everybody looked up to. Me, I'm kind of like in his age range, and I sometimes I like his music, and sometimes it's like, bro, I expect more from you. But I think that's just the Philly part of me, like, you should do better. You've been through, you've been rapping your whole life. So it's like, I expect more from you. Right. In general, I say I like Meek Mill, but like his last album, I don't think I liked many songs. You know, like I didn't, not many songs made it over to my playlist, you know, but I listen to That's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know how you make songs or whatever, but for me, like a lot of times I can, I'm like imagining like if I'm this rapper, but a lot of times I'm writing like I'm how Meek Mill flows, you know? So like, I do like him. I find him to be a big influence for me as well. Yeah. He, he not, it's just like, he hasn't fit like, what with the championship album, I thought if he'd have stayed in that uh in that realm with his material, that he would continue to like go up. But like I don't know what happened. He didn't stay in that realm. Cause championships was an awesome album. Right. And then he gave us expensive pain. And I'm like, this is a big letdown from what you just gave us before this. Yeah, I mean it happens. Yeah. Lil Wayne was my is is still my favorite rapper of all time. I say, you know, and I I I was in high school when he was just dropping like mixtapes and mixtapes. So I'm driving around in my truck, and then he's putting out, you know, thousand fucking songs or something. You know, you're gonna listen to it. Like that's he really won it over with saturation. But I do like him as well. Um, but you know, eventually he starts putting out stuff. You're like, like I didn't really like the Carter Five, you know. And as someone like I'm such a yeah, fan, I didn't like that movie. And we could have. Like, you know, we could have did without it. Right. <laughs> well, to me, I was like, it's been hopped up as like, there's going to be five of them. He's been saying that since like the second one. And so you just really expect the fifth one to really, really deliver. Yeah. You know? like, And it just did yeah, to me. It was very underwhelming. Right. But I still say the second one's the best. And I know that's probably not like the most popular opinion, but that'll probably always be my favorite is the Carter two. Uh, second and the first one is my favorite. Right. I love the first one as well, but the, by the second one, like I, I think it came out. I looked it up. It came out like right after I got my driver's license or something, you know. So like I was just like listening oh, to right. like driving. So it was like hustler music playing all the time, just feeling feeling cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, fact, you right. That second one was crazy. I forgot hustler music was on there. Yeah, that second one was crazy. The third one wasn't bad either. Yeah, third one was good. I mean, I like it, a lot of this stuff. Even as weird shit people don't like, I could find something in it. But some about the fifth one. Just I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I try. I was like, uh, I don't know if it's because it's because Wayne trying to do something. I don't. I it's something about it. I don't. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I can't put my finger on it. Right. What? Like, I I I don't want to outdated, but it kind of sound outdated. But trying to be up to date like it was confusing right exactly well i'm kind of over you know and i guess growing up on hip-hop i wasn't fine with all the violence and stuff but i do think these days i'm overhearing a story about how you're gonna kidnap a woman and hold her for ransom and I, I oh, yeah, know, it's like yeah. bro you've been fucking famous since you were 17 you ain't doing none of that shit. yeah Shut like so, like w- yeah when he do that like i i don't I, like the violent music, I'm not a fan of it. I'll listen to it depending on who it's coming from. Right. Little Wayne can't talk about that type of stuff to me because, like, bro, you've been a millionaire forever. Rap about doing millionaire stuff. Like, I don't agree. rap about shooting everybody. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and I don't even love money raps, but if you're that rich and your whole persona is money, then yeah, do that. Don't. Yeah, rap about money. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's what you like, said. I, exactly what you said. Like, I'm not a fan of that, but if that you, he built his whole career on that most, like, 80% of it. Right. So why not keep going with it? Like, don't, it's, it's not broke now. Don't try to fix it. Yeah, I don't know. I also I loved Kanye um when I was in high school and now I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I don't care. I like some albums, some albums I don't, but when people like are saying like he's the greatest rapper ever, I'm like, even he would say he's not a good rapper. What? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh I feel like with Kanye though, he met his he reached his peak in the beginning. Right. I mean, college dropouts like, by a lot. By a lot. You said what happened? I said College Dropout's my favorite by a lot, which is oh, his yeah. first album. You can tell that's the one he worked on. That that was his masterpiece. Yeah. The second one was the second one was good too, but after that, it's kind of like it wasn't bad, but you could see he wasn't. You could see that he wasn't trying to be a rapper no more. You could see he was like reaching into his artist bag, right? Like if if people was to say Kanye one of the greatest artists, I'll agree with that, but not one of the greatest rappers. Yeah. Well, and now that I make beats, uh, you know, and I feel like I'm pretty good at it these days, I even respect his producing even more, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. taking the whole package. But word is uh, like no ID and all these other people are actually doing a lot of the work, uh, you know, and so if you know, you never know what goes on. It could be like a ghostwriter situation. And I, I know I've explained this many times on the podcast, too. But when I remember when I learned that uh, Smitty was a ghostwriter for Diddy. I lost all respect for Diddy. I just didn't know rappers had ghostwriters, you know? And I was oh, like, what? Like you thought Diddy used to write? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I was a kid, you know, when, uh, whenever it was coming out, so I just didn't get it, you know? And then later out, you're like, oh, yeah, Jay-Z wrote this for Dr. Dre, and so-and-so wrote this for so-and-so. And you're like, what? Like, it just, because I thought everyone, I thought it was all pure, you know? Like, you were just under this impression. Just like I thought all the, uh, the basement freestyles were actually freestyles, but then you had, like, Years later, be like, no, it's just a deep cut off this other album you didn't hear. You know, they just do it. Yeah, yeah. Now that, that part, yeah. And, you know, that so part. There's always things that just hurt me after the fact where I'm like, oh no. But whereas now when I try to freestyle, I'm like, I'm going to really do it. And you're like, nobody does that. <laughs> yeah. When I be watching like people go up the funk flex and all that, they say, yeah, people be having to do like three or four takes. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, it surprised me because growing up, you think people go up there and do one take. And they good. They be like, no, like people got to do this multiple times. And I'm like, oh, so basically what I'm how I look at it is us underground rappers are low key better than the ones that are signed because they can't do half of the stuff that we do. Right. Well, and it's a different. I always explain to people because I have a friend um, in high school who was way better at freestyling than me, you know, and I, I was okay. But it's like, that's not what the goal is. The goal is to make a song, you know? And so some people are yeah. just better at making a song, you know, than others. And so like, uh, but yeah, I used to, we used to just freestyle all the time. And, you know, you messed up, you messed up. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was just how it was. Yeah, you just kept going. Right. And so I am glad I did it. I think the only reason um, I have a decent delivery is because I only freestyled for years. You know, I have like 300 plus songs of just me doing like an actual freestyle over a beat because that's what I thought it was you were supposed to do. And then eventually I was like, I'll finally write something. The first thing I wrote, I was like, this is way better, <laughs> you know? And then it kind of changed. Yeah, my mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it took a long time for me to come around to it. Listen, when I first started, like, cause when I was younger, I used to write poetry 
And then I pushed it into rap, like, towards high school. But then I, like, stopped writing after a while, and I used to freestyle everything. But then, like, I came home from jail, and, like, somebody was like, yo, just write something. And then I wrote it. I was like, yo, this is a lot better than when I freestyle. Like, my freestyle used to be real good because I used to, like, freestyle whole songs. But, but like, when you write it, it's just something about being able to write it and, like, put more thought into it. When you freestyling, it's not really too much thought into it. You just try and keep it going. Right. What I do now, I mean, my writing is basically freestyling just really slow, you know, and I think maybe that's how it's for all people. But, you know, like I, I freestyle the first two lines, write them down, freestyle the next lines, write them down. you know, like that's more or less yeah. the way I write. But I know some people do like a very methodical, you know, method to it. Mine's not not too crazy. Um, but yeah, like writing definitely helps or doing more than one take. I actually have a song on my next album called Good Enough that uh it, it's a one first take freestyle like the song you know it's just i didn't have anything in mind it's just a dumb fucking pot song it's not necessarily like lyrically good but it's fun uh but i was like you know what i'm I'm leaving it first take who cares you know so i sometimes i still do it but it's very very rare you said you make beats i do oh you had to send me some i'm working on a project right now and i'm looking for some beats yeah man uh i got got lots of beats i have lots lots of beats um definitely uh work on that um how long have you been making music and like putting it up at, like when you got out of your contract you said you were in a contract uh, earlier like is that when you finally got to start putting your own music up i didn't mean uh probably it was probably like my co- the contract ended in like 2016 but i was still caught up in like battle rap because i was close to getting on uh smack url tv right. I was real close to getting on there, so I was, like, trying to focus on it. But then once I seen everything that went with it, it was like, oh, I'm not going to make this because I I like to be me. I want to be myself. So if I don't like you as a person, I don't want to have to pretend to like you so I could get on your battle league or get that battle that I want. So, yeah, but I started back releasing music probably, like, was it 2018 2019 yeah so i fairly started back releasing music probably like recently right yeah it's about, i just been about when i got back into it i took like a five-year break i made uh you know the old dat piff days is what i used to call them uh you know i made some mixtapes and then i took about a five-year break and then i came back and then in this world you know you can get distro kid you upload your own music yeah. paid for it and it's like well, fuck yeah, you know, so I've really kind of gotten really, that's what made me started to make beats and really get into it all again, because I was like, this is just, it's way easier to be an independent artist than it used to be. Yeah, like, and you can make money, like, you, basically, you eat what you kill, how how much you put into it is how much you're going to get back out of it, so, like, you don't need the label, if you, if you want to make yourself be a... Uh, be a superstar every check you get or every little bit of money better go to promotion or going to the studio or stuff like like you, it's possible you don't need the labels right uh how, what do you do for promotion promotion is probably the one thing i'm bad at i have this podcast so i'm like i get a few fans there but um you know i don't do a whole lot but i do know that's like the, my one weakness you have any tips uh network and look for people with a bunch of playlists like that's that's what i've been doing like 
it it like that's one of the hardest things for real, like the 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 promotion thing. Like other other than like I promote on YouTube a lot too because I got uh I got a couple music videos as double stacks and I got uh I got a video I just shot last week that's coming out as marijuana J, but with YouTube you could uh do the YouTube ads with your music. And uh, I got a lot of Shazams and all that from off of there. So, yeah, I need to look. I need to work more on YouTube. You know, I upload all my beats to YouTube and I have a beat store and all that. Uh, But I and I used to get quite a few plays, but I just I don't I'm not on like the tag shit. Right. You know, there's just so much to it. And I really need to, you know, dive deep into it all. Yeah. Listen, once you do it, because. YouTube, that's where a lot, like a lot of my uh, supporters, that's where they found me from YouTube. They was like, yeah, man, I just heard one of your songs on YouTube. And I uh, I uh, shazammed it. And then I found all your other stuff. You're pretty good. Right. Keep yeah. going. And I'm like, oh, all right. Hey. Yeah, but like, utilize YouTube. I'm telling you, the visuals, I don't know what it is about people with visuals. They'll pay attention to your visual of the song faster than they'll just pay attention to the audio of the song. Right. Yeah, those fuckers ruining my whole goddamn plans with their <laughs> <laughs> uh one thing, I know this is kind of a sharp turn, but you're one of the only people on the internet that I've seen tweet about this besides me, and that's uh winning time, which is like right now my favorite <laughs> television show. Um I just love HBO shows in general, but I also love the NBA and I've in general been into like history NBA stuff. And I was like, God, this is so perfect for me, you know, and my wife, she'll watch like a period piece, you know, like something set in a certain time frame. So she's actually yeah. been watching it and she's like, yeah, I can get into it. You know, she don't really normally care about sports. So it's in general, it's just a fucking great show. You know, I haven't seen many people talk about it, but if people that don't know, it's a story of a. The Lakers turning into the Showtime Lakers when Jerry Buss bought the team. They got Magic Johnson and all that shit. Uh, but it's just so fucking good. Yeah. My girlfriend don't really watch, uh, like, she don't really watch sports stuff neither. But I got a habit of, like, TV shows before they, like, before everybody else catch on to them, I'll be watching them before everybody else watch them. Because, like... I was like that with uh, Snowfall before everybody got on the Snowfall. I was watching that and uh, Animal Kingdom. But so far, Winning Time, that's probably one of the best TV shows to hit TV in a long time. Right. What's well, it has? I mean, I'm I'll say about almost any HBO show. Like, I just think HBO is so fucking good. You know, like all my favorite shows are on there. But it has the very, the quality of that. But then it's also uh, funny. The the creator of the show or the guy that's show running it is adam mckay who's the guy who made all the will ferrell movies so like it has that like oh, kinda, shit, no wonder it's funny <laughs> right so it has like that humor is kind of built in and then also all the characters are they're not exactly real you know they're like they're like they're caricatures of of all the people you know they're, like a, oh, little who the the, they're a little over the top but it's like it makes it for a, fu- a more fun show <laughs> i think listen uh, i don't even think they too much that too much over the top Right. Well, people were getting mad that Jerry West uh, was so angry all the time. People, oh, people have come right, out and said right. he's not actually like that, or that uh, you know, little things like that. But in general, I just think it's such a fun show. And I, I, now I believe Magic 
I believe Magic was a whore like how he is in the show, though. Yeah, <laughs> I just think before <laughs> STDs were like really known, a lot of people were like, I just think the whole culture <laughs> changed when like AIDS happened. You know, like, I don't think it's hard for us to understand. Um, you know, that was their COVID, guys. Uh, but like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's fun. Wedding time. <laughs> super, super good. I've also been if anyone wants a podcast suggestion, there's a podcast with Jack, Jackie McMullen, who used to work at ESPN, now works for The Ringer, uh, called Icons Club. And I think there's just eight episodes, but there's four out at the moment. And like the first one's about Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, like the first NBA icons. And then the next episode's about Dr. J and then Michael George, or then, uh, God damn it. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, then MJ, then the dream team. So that's how all of them they're out now. And I think the next is like the next class, uh, like Kobe and beyond, but it's, I'm just like, so into hearing all these old NBA stories, you know, it's like, ah, it's so cool. Yeah, I I feel like that about uh I'm not I'm not sure if you in the dark side of the ring. No, I haven't. I don't know what that is, bro. Uh, so it's basically like how they showing how the Lakers, the Showtime of the Lakers, how they delving deep into the background of that dark side of the ring. Talk about like the dark side of of the wrestling world, and when I say them motherfuckers was crazy. Bro, they got people that was killing people like that was wrestlers, right? right? And they didn't go to jail because they was wrestlers. Like, it's like, it's like, and growing up, I don't know if you watched wrestling growing up. Yeah. You just see what you see on TV, but behind the scenes, like, people stabbing people, people taking people wise. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, actually, I think Brad, uh, Brad Sorex, who's a listener of this podcast, rapper, you should connect. He's the one who said he's going to add you because of your Twitter name, actually. Um, he actually, I think, might have mentioned Dark Side of the Ring this week because we and him were talking about wrestling. I'm not a, a fan now, but I grew up, you know, I watched up until John Cena. So I never saw John Cena yeah, wrestle, that's how I was. but anything I, I before I, I watched. Saw, I think I might have saw John Cena wrestle for a little bit, and then I, mean, I stopped after that. But the dark side of the ring talked about all the stuff we grew up on. Like, I don't know too much of the new stuff, but like Sergeant Slaughter, the Ultimate Warrior and all that, they tell stories about them niggas. Right. Yeah, that sounds cool. I've also heard there's a good show on stars that's like a wrestling show. Uh, it's got the dude from Arrow. So someday I might try to check out stars. And if I do, I'm going to check that show. I, I heard. I know a show you told. I haven't watched it, but I heard about it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good shows out there. Also, random show I'm watching. I don't know necessarily if you like, but it's called Station Eleven and it's on HBO. And it came out like uh, last year, like when COVID was still kind of a big deal. And this book was written before COVID was ever a thing. But it's like the fucking story of if COVID was actually like a big deal, it's like everyone gets this flu and then like one in a thousand people survive. So 999 out of a thousand people die from this flu. And so like all the people die. And then it's like in this world where like, you know, people are trying to carry on or whatever. It's set like 20 years after that, but no one wanted to watch it because everyone was going through COVID. But when you're watching it now, you're like, Oh fuck, it's crazy. How like whenever it's first outbreak and everyone's wearing masks and shit and you're like, man, they were on point on this. You said it's called what now? Uh, Station Eleven, and it's on HBO. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that when I get in the house. Station yeah, it, Eleven. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's a crazy one, but uh, 
I, I'll just, I love HBO shit. We've, me and my wife actually started watching The Sopranos. We're almost done with it now. But over like the last year, we've been watching The Sopranos because everyone just tells me how good it is. And it's one of the few shows I haven't seen because like you, I'm, I'm like a weird, huge TV show guy. I've watched like so many fucking shows. And uh, I was like, I'm all right, I'm going to give this shit a shot. And it's pretty good, you know, a little old because it is old. But uh, yeah. I understand why people loved it back in the day. I got to get into the Sopranos. I think around the time it came out, I was into the wire heavy. Oh, yeah. I love the wire. I Listen, that, that's one of the best TV shows that ever came to TV, man. Yeah. Like, I'd say it's a top five. You know, it's hard to say because I used to do these top five lists. So I think about this stuff a lot. But I finally got my wife to watch it after years of me being like, you have to watch this. And we watched it within the last year. And afterwards, I was, I was like, it's just so fucking good. Like, it all connects to each other. And it's just really like the character development is awesome. Yeah, dude, they make you like Brody, bro. Or what Brody. And yeah. like, there's no and way. And when he died, that was the first like went like of a TV person dying. Like, that was the first one that like really hurt me. I was like. Bro, they killed it. Like, I was sad. Like, I was really sad. Like, I knew him. Like, he was a real person. Yeah. When they did that to Wallace, you'd think, never could you like Bodie. But then by the end, you fucking love Bodie. And you're like, oh, my God, it's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. With it. So, yeah, it's a very good show. Also, every show that guy's made, so you might not know this, actually, David Simon or David, whoever the fuck the name is, the guy that made The Wire. <clears throat> uh, his other shows are on HBO that are very good. He has The Deuce, which is uh, set in 1970s. Um, New York and got James Franco playing twins and it's in the porn industry. It's like when they were moving from pimps and whores over to porn. And so like uh, method man's a pimp and he's really funny. And like, Oh, they had the whole pimp culture, which I just, you know, growing up the era of hip hop, I did. I love. And then they also had the whole like early porn industry. And I was like, God damn, this show's so good. And no one talked about it. So the deuce also very good. And he has another oh, HBO. Yes. That one I would actually recommend over Station Eleven for probably you. Um, yeah, say less. <laughs> man, he has another one too, but I don't remember what it is at the top of my head. If I think of it, I'll let you know. But yeah, uh, but it reminds you of The Wire. And at one point in time in the show, they play The Wire's opening music, like in the background, Word. and you're like, "Oh my god!" You know, it's like one of those moments. <laughs> so. Oh man, that's awesome. So yeah, uh, definitely. If you like The Wire, you gotta watch it. I'm probably have to rewatch it now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> getting all hot uh yeah man and what else are you into like uh you know you said you went to jail you know i don't want to pry too much but i know that rather was like horrible and made you not into certain things or you like are more into shit now you know i'm sure it went one way or the other uh so it kind of like so jail it didn't really bother me because like as long as you as long as you being yourself, you probably don't really got a problem. But the part that bothered me was when I came home, because when I was younger, like from high school to probably like 21, I uh, I I was like, a, I guess they call them troubled teens. Right. So I used to get in trouble a lot. And so my niece, had, we drove by the jail one day. And she said, oh, look, it's your house. And from that point on, I said, hold oh, I'm not never going to jail no more. So I started making a conscious effort then to like try to change how I was living, like and try to be more legal with everything. And then that then that that's when my cousin was like, You don't 
play in the streets like that so much so you can really focus on rap music now because if you rapping about the stuff that you're going through, but you like still rap, if you still going through like street stuff and you rapping about that, nine times out of 10, you could probably get yourself caught up and get locked up, right. bring trouble that you don't want to come and stuff like that. So now that I'm a civilian, I kind of like, even, I still don't rap all about that, but I touch on them experiences that I had. So I trying to like guide the other people, guide the younger generation. Like you don't have to go that route. And if you go that route, it's not the end all be all. And you can still make something of yourself. Right. Yeah. I, I got arrested. I didn't do uh, like any hard time or anything, um, but I got arrested a couple of times in college. And uh, the first time they just forgot to schedule my court date. So I kind of got out of it. And then the second, <laughs> the second time uh, I got arrested, uh, they, you know, they take me to jail and I was in jail overnight and shit. And then they the next day I'm in like the little TV court and they were like, wait a minute, you got arrested a year ago. You have two counts. Hold up. We got to reschedule that, you know, so it turned the whole fucking thing. Um, and then I got I got a choice between drug court, which I don't know if that drug court where you're at, but it's like this bullshit where you got to take drug tests every month. And so um, I had a choice between drug court or I could do 10 days in jail. And so I said, I'll just do 10 days in jail. And then like everyone was shocked. They were like, what? And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, 10 days versus two years. You're crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like let's That's do it. 10 days. And that was probably the easiest 10 days ever too. And I didn't even have to do it. Cause uh, I love the story. I tried to go and um, I'm in this, you know, small Oklahoma town. You can watch all about it. We have a, a Netflix documentary set in this town. I can't remember the name right now, but um over <laughs> it's pretty fun watching it because i'm like i live two blocks from there um and it's about <laughs> it's about our corrupt police system actually so yeah i show up to jail and they're they're full is basically the story they don't have any beds left for the day i was supposed to check in and so they were like we'll come back next week and i came back next week same thing and i'm in college at the time so i'm telling everybody like all my teachers like i'm going to jail next week so i won't be here and, uh, <laughs> and so i kept doing it and i had a friend who was a cop actually and she called me about two weeks after the first time i was supposed to check in and she said you know there's a warrant out for your arrest and i was like no because we'll just come with me and i was like i swear to god if you're taking me to jail on a fucking wednesday because i mean i was so pissed about it being a wednesday and uh she took me to the sheriff i explained my situation and uh he was like well hold on, let me go talk to a judge. And he came down. They just said, as long as I don't miss a payment for two years, I don't have to do my 10 days. And I was like, fuck yeah. So I really lucked out. But uh, it, it was like, I couldn't believe it, you know, when it was happening. Like, holy shit. So that prison system, that jail system, I did 10 months. That was my last one. And it was a juvenile. My Yeah, I stayed in trouble. I, I didn't know how to control my anger. Yeah. So I have a, one of my best friends, uh, I send him money. I should do it every month. I try to, but he's, he has like a life, multiple life sentences. Cause he is a fucking idiot. Uh, and was all robbing people and shit with AK 47s in the middle of the daytime. Oh man. And, um, you know, he went to jail for some slightly like he robbed some pharmacies at nighttime and then he got it caught for that. And he's a black dude, but they really went lenient on him because he had really good grades. He was a very smart type guy. And uh, they only gave him a year in jail for robbing non pharmacies. And so to me, I was like, bro, they like handed you a golden ticket. Like just fucking, you know, but when he got out, he just couldn't not fuck up, you know? So, uh, he got, 
he went in the middle of the daytime with an AK-47, zip tied people's hands behind their backs and robbed them. And then they caught him, of course. And then he escaped from jail after that. Yo. And so uh, he's probably never getting out, but I'm like his only friend. And I feel some sort of guilt. Like I have to send him money for so he can buy ramen and shit. No, if somebody who ain't jail, who was in jail before, bro, I, I, you can do what you can. You still got to live, though. Like, right. at the end of the day, people in jail, because I got a lot of friends that still locked up now. Like, they be like, yeah, I do for them that I can, but at the end of the day, if I don't pay my rent, I'm put out. Right. You don't got no rent to pay. And if you don't buy new top ramen, you still going to eat because they have to feed them. If I don't got no money to eat out here, then I don't got no money to eat. <laughs> True that. Now, I will say if he begged me, I'd probably feel a certain type of way because I have other friends that hit me up on like they get like a phone on Facebook somehow, you know, and hit me up. He's just like he's in a lot of trouble. So he don't really get a phone like that. So he has to write letters. And uh, I, those people I, I get annoyed with. But so he doesn't really beg me for it. You know, he he's like, you don't have to. And I'm like, bro, I don't know. You're going to be there for you got like 65 plus years or something. Oh no, it's weird. It's weird scenario. True. Uh, but yeah, yes, I, I would always pay my bills first. You know, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a guy. He he actually was pretty cool. I actually caught my last case with him, but like he kept going back, and so the last time he went back, I was looking out. But then he tried to tell me that I had to look out, and it's like. You know what? I don't have to, and then I stop, and then like, I don't have no bad feelings, but I don't live like that no more. So it's like I gotta do for myself more than I gotta do for you. Right. Honestly, for me, um, and I don't, you know, exactly know what all your shit was, of course. But the only thing I really ever got in trouble for was was smoking pot. And now I also sold uh, like some coke at one point in time in my life and I've sold pills and weed, you know, whatever. But I don't rap ever about that. You mentioned earlier, like I so like if anyone ever heard my songs, I don't think they would ever be like, oh, yeah, you sold fucking drugs here in it because I, it wasn't my per- personality. You know, what I mean, I don't know. It's just not part of me. Uh, so I don't really <laughs> rap about it, but I at least know it enough that I can relate, you know, to certain things. Yeah. So uh, but once the weed became medically uh cool here you know it's still not recreationally cool in Oklahoma but it's medically cool and I got a medical card it my whole life changed like my whole life like I went from being like <laughs> a criminal because like I mean I'm like a daily smoke like you know like Snoop Dogg's everyone thinks ever Willie Nelson like, like that type like I just kind of just smoke all the time all day and so uh going from like you're a criminal evil person for it to like oh it's medicine like I don't know it's just so like my whole life's different it's hard to explain bro I'm Tell, me and my grandma just was talking about that just now upstairs. Because uh, she from the old school where we is gateway drug smoking crack. So <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's, it's medical now. Like, I'm good. I'm not a lawbreaker no more. Right. She's like, I don't care what they say. You still go and smoke crack. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I will say I, I did track crack after smoking weed. Um, I didn't like you did? it. I didn't like it. But I would have never been with someone who would have asked me that if marijuana wasn't illegal. You know what I mean? But it, no, it grouped them together. And so I was like, sure, we'll try it. And then afterwards, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. 
<laughs> who knows you know I, I take it i still also don't think um people don't understand how effective adderall is and so like once you've had adderall and then you try these other speedier drugs that people are addicted to you're like it's just like kind of like adderall but like not as efficient you know like they got this shit in an efficient <laughs> pill that people just don't know about gosh but yeah, I've, I remember in high school, I tried Coke really quickly after I started smoking weed. So there is an argument that it was a gateway drug, but also done alcohol before any of that, you know, and then uh, the Coke was so Wait, great. So, so you did Coke or crack? I've done both, uh, but I did in high school. Uh, I, I'd smoked weed towards the end because I and it was, you know, just because you're a kid, you're trying it or whatever. Right. But there was this yeah. one like problem kid uh, that moved to town and he was from the Dallas area. And so one weekend he wanted us to go with him down there and we ended up buying an eight ball um, at the soccer park in Dallas and doing all these coke with people and partying. It was like a really fun time, you know, for a, someone from a small town like me. I, I was partying with all these fuckers in Dallas doing drugs and shit. And uh, it was great. <laughs> but I knew how expensive it was, you know? So I was like, bro, but like, and I've always had a good, like, let's not get addicted here. Sort of personality, you know, like I could always yeah. dabble a little bit and not be <laughs> too crazy. Not uh, but you know, most people, most of my friends from that time couldn't, you know, they couldn't just do it that one day, you know, it, it turned into a problem. So it's trying crack once. I was about to say you like a rare breed, bro. Everybody I knew is smoke crack. They still smoke <laughs> Right. Well, I, I was also, I think being educated helps. So, like, I was, I watched this documentary about the drug war. I had it in college, you know, on DVD and shit. And it was about how the first time you smoke crack, it rings your bell. And it's that one thing you chase. It's like, I just had all this knowledge in my head when I was doing it. And I was like, yeah, it's cool or whatever. But it just wasn't like, um, I don't know. It didn't, it just didn't addict me. I don't know. It's, it's weird to say. Maybe I just had like ADHD and it didn't affect me the same way or something. Who knows? Think the only thing I ever got addicted to was like Xanax and Percocets. Right. I could see that. I mean, I've Bruh. I've taken Xanax and when uh you know I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but I also would be like. I thought I went to sleep at nine o'clock. They're like, uh, no, no, you were up until 2 a.m. doing whatever and whatever. And you're like, what? Like, just parts of my night <laughs> weren't there. And I was like, never mind. I'm off that shit, you know? So I didn't do a whole lot, but I definitely, you know, tried it some times or two. That come to th- every last like major case that I caught, I was on things and didn't remember what was happening. That's why I stopped taking them because I would wake up in jail and don't remember how I got in jail. Right. And then the person says, I just stopped them because I found out, like, they, like, uh, cut with, like, opium in there and stuff. You know, opium and heroin and stuff. So, in my mind, that's, like, two steps from being a heroin addict. And then come to find out they cut it with fentanyl, like, if you don't get it straight from the doctor. So, it's like, I don't want to risk dying just to get hot. Yeah. So fentanyl's changed the game. You know, I'm not a drug user these days. You know, I say all this stuff very freely because I like to be open about it because I don't like there to be all this stigma that just because you do drugs, you're an evil person. Um, but it was safer 10 years ago, you know, like I couldn't yeah, even imagine doing it now. Like, I mean, I, I remember like ecstasy, like before MDMA was a big thing, but it was just X and you'd be like, I'm getting those triple stack wrenches or whatever. Right? And they'd have like a little weird symbol pressed in them. And like, yeah, yeah, they were cut with all kinds of shit, you know, but you never thought it was going to like have someone that would fucking just kill you. 
bro, I, I like E Pill and, and Molly, I fuck with them heavy like when I go out to clubs. I don't even go out to clubs like that no more because it might be some fentanyl mixed in there. And it's like, bro, I can't even just go enjoy myself. Like, I'm not addicted to it, but like, I might feel like popping an ecstasy pill and getting some sex today or something. You get what I'm saying? Right, yeah. But then it's like, it's even scary that because that one day you might do that might be the day that you OD because somebody cut it with fentanyl. Right. Yeah. It It's crazy. Uh, and I just, they say it's because like to improves the high, but it's like, why would you ever put fentanyl in ecstasy? Like that wouldn't even make sense, right. you know, but they wouldn't. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, so anyway, be safe out there, kids. You know, I'm all for people <laughs> living their life, but it's just, it's crazy for sure. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, well, is there any, anything else uh, that you're into or w- would like to talk about on the podcast? Uh, I make clothes too. I started a, 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 a urban wear that I'm trying to like push it to all angles of uh, clothing. It's called Hella Appetite LLC. And I'm uh I'm actually when I go home today, I'm gonna work on a, a 420 shirt. I'm about to make a whole bunch of 420 shirts for this month. Cause this is my favorite month for the year, other than my birth month. Right. So eh, just that and my music. That's all I've been working on so so far. Right. Well, I have a I have a few uh pot tracks coming out on my next album internet friends for uh and then also have a couple on my album after that you know so i like staying with the pot track so i also enjoy the 420 i'll be honest it's the last few years it hasn't been that much different than any other day but i do miss the the days that's because like a real that's holiday COVID. Yeah, that's because of covid though that's why I like it just feel like any other day every every holiday feel like every other day for real for real since covid came around like even christmas yeah but see, like you're christmas the, don't even, you're on the east coast and i'm sure you're right there but see where we're at covid hasn't even existed for like a year you know for more, real? more than that i mean even when it was going on and like i'm not saying it wasn't real i think it was i got it eventually you know but uh like people here were like fuck it business open we're going to the store like in Oklahoma and Texas and uh, these areas like that, like there was a like a month or two people took it kind of serious, and then they were like, "Fuck it." it Bro, it was we so just different. opened back up. We literally just opened back up in March. Like everything, like in Philly, you had to wear a mask. You couldn't go anywhere if you wasn't vaccinated. Like they just opened that. Like I'm about to go to a Sixer game uh, once they go to the playoffs, just because I couldn't go for two years. Right. Uh, yeah, for me, like I got, so I got to work at home for a month and then it was like, all right, back to normal. <laughs> it, was just, it was so different <laughs> here, but I I know that because I, you know, all the news coverage is always y'all, you know, the East or West coast of like what's going on. And it's like, it's nothing like that here. Like, I mean, yeah. we all wore masks or, or I wore a mask, but most people, a lot of people didn't. It was like 50, 50. And then honestly, at the, when you look back on it, it's like, the numbers and in, in the states that didn't do anything like this state compared to a state that has been locked down the whole time are like the same. You know? Bro, that that's that's why I was so mad. I'm like, yo, why are they locking us down when it's places that haven't been locked down at all that got less cases than us? Yeah. It's I was like, it's just not making sense. California had the most restrictive policies and had the most cases, you know. And I understand their state's huge or whatever, but I even think percentage wise they had the most. But 
And Florida had like the the least percentage wise, and they you know they've been open like crazy the whole time. So, uh, yeah, it was a whole thing, you know. Now you got to be all in the Ukraine or whatever, you know. It's the fucking world, man. Um, but there's there's always something, right? Yeah, uh, they get they keep you distracted pretty good, you know. So, my but my question always be why are they do what are they distracting us from? What are they doing that they distracting us? Like the harder the harder they go, what What's what's behind the scenes? Right. That's all I always ask. That like, all right, it's a war in Ukraine, but why is they putting our attention on this so much? When it's wars that happen all the time, they've so been talking like, about Ukraine for a while. I will say that and I I keep thinking that no one really does like the, uh, and, I, and I'm not a Trumper at all. Uh, you know, if people listen to this podcast back when he's president, I was like, he's a fucking idiot. But uh, the Hunter Biden laptop thing, you know, everyone acted like was nothing, and then it turns out it was totally his laptop, and there's some shit on there. But I remember back then it was something about how like Joe Biden paid the president of the Ukraine to do something for his son, or and then all I of a remember sudden, that too. Yeah, and like I now all of a sudden too. Ukraine's involved in something, and we have to do. I don't know. It just you know I don't know. No one's talking about it, and you're like, man, I don't know. I don't know. And then, Bruh, listen, because when you talk about it, like I'm not a Trumper neither. Like I, for real, for real, I don't support neither one, neither party. Because I feel like they both the same. They all do the same bullshit. Agreed. They yeah. just... So, but Trump, like, was... A lot of stuff that he was saying that they were saying he was wrong about, he wasn't wrong about. Right. Like, a lot of stuff. And it's like, maybe we should have kept him in office because everything that these presidents do, he was doing it, but he was like... He was more so giving us the... The whole play, like, yeah, this isn't my decision to make. I'm only doing what I'm told. Right. But other presidents be like, yeah, I'm making this decision. Like, well, now they don't even Trump. pretend. They just act like, like you don't even see the president anymore. Shit just happens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. and, uh, those press conferences, they're like, they just lie all the time. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so I used to be so into politics. And like, I really liked Obama when he was running. That was like the first president I could vote for, you know, because of my age. And so I did vote for him twice. And then you look at it in hindsight and you're like, he was drone striking all kinds of fucking shit. Like, you know, all, killing all Bro, kinds it's of like, innocent it's people. Like, it's, and now we're it's mad like, about Russia. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, how are we going to be mad? Like, first of all, like, I because I voted for him the first time. I didn't vote the second time. Because after the first time, I'm like, yo, I don't see no difference from before he got in the office, I was like, it's the same bullshit. Like, so why why am I going to keep voting if I'm going to keep getting the same bullshit, no matter if he's a Republican or a Democrat? Well, I vote Libertarian now, or I have the last two, and I'm going to keep doing that because I enjoy their policy. I don't, people are like, they'll never win. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe not, goddammit, but fuck the other two. I'm voting Libertarian because they want less laws, and I like that shit. Yeah, listen, man. Less... But less laws mean that's less power that the government got. You know, exactly. government ain't supposed to give up that. <laughs> right. That's why they don't want them in, for sure. Like, they probably could win. Bro, I feel like the elections be be rigged. Like, Trump might have really won. You get what I'm saying? Like, because I remember when I was younger when George Bush and Al Gore was going up, and Al Gore beat him, but George Bush became the president. Yeah, and it was, it was like popular vote thing. Same thing with Trump and Hillary, though. Hillary, I think they say won the popular vote, but not the electoral college. And 
I have a math degree, so I'm like a little, I think, better in math than most. But I, I've always gotten very annoyed that people are like, you can't, you have to have the electoral college so that the small states don't get outvoted. So this is how it's always been explained for people out there that don't know, is they'll be like, you know, California has, and this is a made up number because I don't fucking know, but they'll be like, California has 30 million people, or we'll say 300 million because they probably got a lot. So they have 300 million people. And then they'll be like, Oklahoma has 30 million. So California can just outvote Oklahoma. But it's like, yeah, but right now in the electoral college, they get like 32 votes and we get eight. So they get to, you know, it's the same thing because it's all based on math. You get votes based on your population. So like it's, it isn't that different. It just leads to now that it's like a winner take all. So like a 51% of the people vote for a candidate in a state, they get all those points, you know, as opposed to getting to split the people. It's all bullshit. I was about to say, it sounds like some bullshit to me, bro. <laughs> it is. It's, it's just a way for they can gerrymander some shit. So it's like, uh, you know, in the state I live in, in Oklahoma, Trump won every county both times he ran. There was not one county that did not vote for Trump majority. So, like, I am in Trump country. You know, like, And I didn't vote for him. I don't like him. But uh, it, it's a different world, right? And our votes got counted in, like, 10 seconds. So like when other states were like, <laughs> hey, y'all got, you know, it takes however long, like our back ass woods fucking state has some system that can electronically just count all the votes instantly, like in an hour or something. Right. But these other states like we're hand counting them. I'm like, I thought I was about to states say, with money. So why everybody else don't got that? I know it's fucking crazy. And we're our shit's ran by these old fucking 90 year old women at churches. And then you just, <laughs> so, I don't get it. I don't know what the rest of the country and I hate my state, but we got that figured out. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, fucking politics, man. Uh, excited to see who runs again. I feel like we were promised Joe Biden was only going to be a one term president, but uh, I don't know what the fucking Democrats plans are. Uh, if they're not running him and I don't think they'll run Kamala Harris, but they can't overlook a black woman because they're too woke for that. And uh, I just think it's going to be interesting. Bro, but I don't even, like, that's another thing. Like, this super woke thing, like, bro, like, the fuck? Like, her being the president is going to change what? Like, just like Obama. Like, right. I I know it, it's supposed to mean something, but it don't mean nothing if don't nothing get done. Or, like, if people still getting treated the same and we still doing the same bullshit. Well, I my opinion on the super woke people, and I've been pretty firm on it for a while, is I just think a lot of times it's white people that don't have black friends or minority friends or whatever, you know, like, but I do think you might be right. Like, like it means so much more to me. And I've said this before that like my black friends, like skinny, who comes over, does all the music podcasts, you know, like he can come over and he can sit in my house and act like it's his house. And there ain't no fucking weirdness, you know, because that's. I don't know, like, I'm not treating him any different, right? And so, like, I don't need to prove anything to him. I don't need to be like, hey, bro, just so you know, I think this, this, this about what, like, and and I've had black friends my whole life, so it's just, like, an unspoken thing. I don't know. It's you don't have to act so extra about shit, and I don't know. I just hate it. I feel like the ones that act real extra are are the ones that's really, like, racist or... Or got something against somebody because there's no way you care that much. You care; they care more than we care, right? And it's like, all right, bro, like, what are you hiding? Because you're hiding something. Nobody cares that much. 
Like even the woke people with with the gay people. I have nothing against gay people, but it's like, bro, come on. Like y'all want everything? Like damn, my nigga, everything. Like why? <laughs> why? Yeah, people are. Uh, I don't know. The world's. I mean, I'm all for the growth of whatever, and we'll we'll get there eventually. But I just think. And as a white person, I, these are like the only things I, I'm allowed to say as a white person. Like, I just think white people have a history of liking to overtake shit, right? And they seem to do it in even all of these movements, right? So it's like every last bro. I'm listen. You probably my favorite white person just because you said that. Because y'all white people will not admit that they want to take over everything, bro. They want everything. Bro, it's in our DNA. We're colonizers, <laughs> and we ran out of land. And guess what? We're taking ideas next. You know, or what? I mean, it is what it is. Like, it, it, it is weird. Like, look at I look at the transgender movement. Like, all right, so you you're a guy who wants to be a woman. Okay, cool. So you're. Growing up, they had transgenders. They were called cross-dressers. We didn't look at them no different or nothing, but now y'all want to be called women. Well, and it's like I think cross-dressers, uh, just in case we happen to have any listening, are slightly different because those are people that are like, you know, however many nights a week want to be dressed up as a woman, but they ain't trying to lose their penis and shit. And then there's also the people that are like, they really want to be a woman. And honestly, I have no problem with that. I just think, and again, white men, I think what happens is when someone who was born a white man and they have everything pretty easy most of their life. Now they're like, I'm non-binary, right? Cause you'll see the non-binary ones. They're the ones that are the most vocal. And then they're like, and we demand this, this yep. and this, but like the one that's like a woman becoming a man, or if they're like a minority going through it, they're not saying shit. It's like the white guy. It, bro. Look, that's what, listen, I don't, I don't have a problem with them doing it, but like you said, it's just the white men, like the white men that are becoming women, like like the guy, like the guy who uh, swims for uh, pen, right. him, bro. You were so trash as a man. You was ranked number five hundred and twenty five in the country. Then you become a woman and you ranked in the top ten. You you about to tell me? That you did that because you wanted to do like that's how you felt your whole life. No, you wanted to do that because you suck and you want to win. So that's why you're doing it. See, I've never thought that much into like the, what you just said. They're like, I don't know if they were like, and I will be able to compete doing this. Like, I don't know if they thought of that when they transitioned or whatever. <laughs> but I would think when you transition, you would just say like, well, I have to leave all the athletic stuff behind. Like, I, I would just think that'd be part of it. And then also well, my, my or most at least wait till they make a transgender athletic situation for you to join. Well, they could still compete in the men's division, just like any woman could, I believe, uh, in most of these sports, uh, <laughs> you know, but they they he's she is wanting to you know, compete in the field. But also and this is, I know, a very crude point, but it's hard for me not to judge it. Is you can see her penis, right? bro. They listen. They they said the women in the like I I read an article where the women that work that that's on the same team as him are uncomfortable because he walking around a locker room with his dick just swinging around. I just feel like there has to be some level of commitment to losing that thing. Uh, yeah, like if if, uh, if you wanna if you wanna be in women's sports you can't have a penis like that I, you would think that would be a rule that you can't have a penis and be in women's sports 
Right. And when and I, I said this, I think the last episode of the episode for sometime, but I do think in 20 years at the Olympics, a lot of the female athletes will be trans females. And I also get weird that people are like, just call them females. And it's like, so you're now going to deny that they're trans. Like, it's just such a weird fucking world. But I think, bro, that's, that's what I don't get. Like, cause like, can we just be honest? Like, of, I don't know. <laughs> so the Olympics, I think will get overtaken. And then someday someone will step up and they'll be like, Hey, we got to fight for women's sport. And it'll come back around just like everything, you know, but, uh, and then I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan and this is the last thing I'll try to end on, but he always brings up some fucking book that I've never read, but where it's like the end of all civilizations, this sort of stuff happens. So like at the Romans and the Greeks and uh, you know, other things, other time periods where cross dressing um, and gender uh, being less gender roles, you know, like just be more in a uniform or universal things happen at the end of this stuff. Like this is how it happened before when the Romans went down. So like this might just be signs that like, that. Where America is just on the downturn. I could definitely see that. I wouldn't like, and I don't doubt it neither because, like, look what's going on now. Like, yeah, we're all just slaves to the man. I mean, really, not real slaves, of course, but like, we all have to just have a job so you can pay your bills and eat your food and make it to the next day. Or at least most of us are like that, you know? Like, the yeah, like the whole American dream of you work hard. Uh, you could get a house for you and your lady and do it like it's pretty fucking tough. You know, it's not as easy. I was about to say it ain't as easy as it as it used to be. Right. I agree. Because I'm in the midst of trying to buy a house now. And it's people say, oh, it's easy. Like, I don't see the easiness. In it. <laughs> yeah, I had a I mean, I we we're making a house. Family. We've been in this house somewhere for like seven years now. And so we got in before, like everything got real expensive. But it's an old shitty house, you know. And so we have friends that are like. We'll just go to another one, you know, and they're like, well, if you've done this, it'll only be this much per month. I'm like, bro, that's twice of what I pay right now. Like, what fucking world are you in? You know, so like, yeah, like, like uh, inflation is kicking ass right now. <laughs> it really is. Uh, these paychecks are not keeping up, you know, and these bro, stores I, are not selling like they should. Where, where y'all rappers at with y'all's money? Out there. Listen, I ain't gonna lie. I'm ready to start selling drugs again, bro. <laughs> whatever you got to do, you know, whatever you got to do. Those days I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to work. I can just sell drugs and don't got to go to work. And it'd be like, bro, just go to work. Yeah. Just go to work. I was say, I have a cool enough job. So if anyone out there, I used to have a job where I had a pit in my stomach every day because I just hated it so much. And I eventually got a job to where like, I don't love it, love it, but like, I don't mind it. You know, like I'd never wake that, up and, and dread it. I'm like, sure, here we go. That, that's how that's how my new I, I do security. So that's how my new job security in the bank. So that's how my new job is. Like I I'm there, but I don't really they basically pay me to be on the phone all day. So say so do you have like that look where you do like the cockheaded look where you like don't you muff don't think about it? One of those looks. Yeah, I I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Just so I don't got like I don't like bro, I don't like I'm the easiest security guard to get along with. Like, just don't make me have to say nothing to you. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Don't rob the bank. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you come in there and be loud. Just don't be drawn. Like, just. Yeah. That Black Panther director wouldn't have been arrested on your watch. Oh, fuck no. I'd be like, bro, why y'all doing this to him? Like, <laughs> just give him the fucking money. It's in his account, right? Yeah. He yeah. showed you his ID and let him out. What the fuck? motherfuckers um all right man well i appreciate you being on uh i think that's good enough for an episode uh like i said send me a song 
Maybe your new one, you got a video for it. Whatever one you want, we'll play it at the end of the episode. People can check it out. You want me to send MP3 or uh yes or uh all right, I got you. Uh and uh email is apodcastmo@gmail.com, but I'll send it to you as well. And um yeah, man, we'll play some shit, and then of course uh I'll probably play on the next music episode as well. Might as well. And uh, appreciate you being on, dude. Appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Peace. Peace. We K I S S I and G's like the world gets you with me. We K I S S I and G's like the world gets you with me. K I S S I and G's like the world gets you with me. Was mine and yours, was yours is mine. You want money, be the main thing. It's on my mind. I be adding you E, baby, love is mine. I just speak louder than words, then you call me a mine. And she was me until the end of time. You are my B I C, baby, my partner crying. It's not just me.